You were locked in to hour two of RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Shout out to that behind the walls. Was there an Oz soundtrack? Is that where this came from? Because I heard them drop Oz. Speaking of, since we were just talking about 50 and How to Rob, do you guys know what soundtrack How to Rob originally came out on? Do, 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 do. Andy? Was it a Martin movie? No. You're thinking about Blue Streak. It dropped in 1999. Blue Streak had a fire soundtrack. So actually, it was In Too Deep. It had Omar Epps and LL Cool J in it. And I'm going to tell you what else is on there. And it kind of, I don't even know if I should really mention it. But I'm going to mention it. Um, It was, you must be used to me spending. R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm I'm ducking you tonight. Nah, I won't. (laughs) I won't, I won't. But that was on there as well. That soundtrack and and also I think um no, that was Little Kim and Too Short weren't on that one. That was something else. But that soundtrack in too deep was pretty nice as well. Nineteen ninety-nine. They don't make good soundtracks like that nowadays. They really don't. Like they try, (laughs) but it sometimes it feels forced, you know? And I think because when we fall in love with something, we fall in love with something to death. So the 90s very much were the time period of a film soundtrack. Heavy. It was used to launch careers. And, you know, that's when big budget videos were still in place. So we would have the... the Andy's like, yep, see the video thing, the video thing. I'm, I'm we touch you. it, yeah. Right? So... I don't know. Um, kind of miss that a little bit. Yeah. You know, there have been some good soundtracks that have dropped, but I think too, because, and I always talk about sequencing, but because with soundtracks, because packages, a whole complete album isn't as a value anymore anyway, and we find new music via playlist, I think that too is why soundtracks have kind of lost their prominence because we don't consider it as a whole you know vehicle or project so we'll just take off what we like and not really understand it i'm with you on that i think the last dope soundtrack that i listened to or that i liked was the bad boys 2 soundtrack back in the day like in 2000 yeah with shake your tail feather right right okay i can't think of any other soundtrack after that i think there's probably been some stuff that i've probably appreciated some, uh, well, okay, it, but again, it kind of was presented as a playlist. Insecure had fire music supervision, like music scores, and they would put together their playlist each week of the songs featured in an episode. Sometimes yeah. it would have new music in it and so forth, and a lot of shows picked up that okay. sort of idea where every p valley is another one that had a lot of fire underground artists especially from that southern area you know some that are authentic to the show and they would do a weekly soundtrack update okay. well playlist that they would so i think it's again it's a little different in the rollout of it but it still counts um sh- go ahead i was gonna say i think uh the movie actually matters now because just thinking about uh, the soundtracks when you think about the soundtrack you think about that movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so you for know sure. if the movie ain't popping like that then you know the soundtrack ain't ain't where it's at 
you're like, but, 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 I just named two songs off the In Too Deep soundtrack, and nobody talks about that movie, but they still remember those songs. So I think it depends. But to your overall point, though, I think the collective offering is, you know, missing. So we'll see. Maybe they should go back to doing those specials. I mean, they kind of do it now, but the takeover where they have the talent there and they're talking about the music and stuff, probably get that in some form or form fashion online but i don't know maybe something directly ray alexander in the chat asks would i consider by i he's talking about me jill updating and republishing my book post game pass access into the life well funny you should mention that i am actually doing that right now so we will get an updated version of it with some additional chapters and some updates because there's a lot happening so thank you for asking that he also asks do I believe that pro athletes should focus on mirroring smart women that are CPAs, CFPs, MBAs, and JDs instead of just pretty arm candy? Maybe they'd save and invest their money better. So that's such an interesting question. I think that when it comes to wealthy men, you know, when we think about the traditional gender roles and things of that nature, men are valued for their ability to protect and provide. Women are valued for their ability to nurture and their looks, right? Let's just say it. So when we come forward on the other side, I will break down why I think that sounds good in theory, but may not be something that actually you'll see happen in practice. And there's a reason for it. And if you read my book, you know why. But we'll get into it on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we had a question from our YouTube chat, Ray Alexander. He asked if I believe that professional athletes should focus more on brains than arm candy. So here's the thing. I believe that when you obtain that type of wealth, right, of course it's smart to go for the smart girl, but are you concerned with a woman having the same amount of money as you when you have that much money, is that something that you are seeking? Is that something that you care about? Is that something that you are looking to utilize? You got to think about their age and where their priorities are at that time. I think, you know, you're going to want to date different people. You're going to have access to different types of women. So while in theory, do I believe that they should go for some um, different types of women? I won't just say smarter. I'm not going to say that every girl that um, gets surgery and is on Instagram doesn't have the smarts to do anything else. But what I will say is, one, what kind of time do women have? I talk about this in my book. Athletes have a certain time period. They are done for the day with practice and all of that by 1 or 2 o'clock. They go in, they hit it, they have their weight schedules, they may stay a little bit after, but they're done, right? This goes for both. I'm going to speak on NBA and NFL because that's what I'm most familiar with, right? They're done by like 2 o'clock. Tuesdays, NFL players off work. They have that day off, right? NBA, it's a little different. 
they are looking for in that time period women that are available you don't have to believe me but i'm telling you if you talk to an athlete they will tell you who is available at two in the afternoon women that don't have regular jobs right women that don't have the responsibility who can get up and get on a plane at a moment's notice to go and hang out for the weekend or meet a player in, hey, we're going to be in Houston this weekend. Why don't you and your girl fly down? Or why don't I fly you guys out? Do you know, you? if you have a job, you got to report in. You may have time off, but how long is that going to work? Right? So, again, they lead a certain type of lifestyle. Let's say they get into a relationship with a girl that is a student, right? Or she has a good job. And then they're traded midway through the season. Well, then their significant other has a choice to make. She is going to either give up her career, her position in school to go follow and support her man, or she is going to stay and take care of herself and be responsible for herself. But it's hard to match those two things. And let's say you guys work that long distance thing for a while. At some point, somebody might be a little fatigued of the situation. And it makes it something that is hard to maintain for an extended period of time. So, again, sounds good in theory. Not saying that it doesn't happen or that it can't work. But there are just a certain obstacles that can block you know, you getting with the ordinary CMO of a company when you are actively playing because how do you have the time? How do your schedules match up? And who's going to give up what in order for the other one's career to flourish in that manner? Ray also brings up um, NFL QB Jalen Hurt, a.k.a. 90s Fine. He has a black woman agent, Nicole Lynch. Shout out to Nicole Lynch. She merged her company with Rich Paul's Clutch Sports. She's an attorney, and she negotiated $255 million contract with the Philadelphia Eagles for him. Yes, her agency is Clutch Sports. I'm familiar with Nicole. I mean, there's you look at Shalita Irving, who is Kyrie Irving's stepmom. She negotiated his contract. There are... I'm, I am not denying that there are not black women that are qualified that can get in and help these young athletes guide their situations. If you look at someone like Aaron Donald, his wife used to work for an NFL team, I believe. I believe also Giannis Antetokounmpo, his wife. Well, I think that she's just his fiance, not just his fiance. I'm not saying it in that way. I believe his fiance also used to work in sports and athletics in some form or fashion. So there are women that do so, but it just, you are put in a position as a woman of a professional athlete. At some point, you are going to have to make a choice in some form or fashion between your career and his just based off of the way that it moves. Maybe not everyone, but that's what I've seen in general. Kendi says, you're supposed to marry someone for love, not because they can balance your checkbook. Other just mar- other than that, just marry a QuickBooks app. Valid point, valid point. I think what he is saying is not just to look at one superficial trait, whether it's, oh, she's bad, I like her, let me give her more of my time. I think that he is saying to also add in some, you know, those soft skills that can get you through life, like balancing a checkbook. Or 
I, I, Antoine Walker was on the show a couple of weeks ago. One of the things that he shared, I don't know if he shared it on air, but we had in a conversation was that it would be dumb things like his cell phone getting turned off. He always kept two cell phones just because he was always traveling. And the woman that he was with at the time didn't necessarily step up or offer to pay the bills. Do you know what I'm saying? That something so small, something insignificant, you don't need to be a rocket science to do that. You just need to take initiative and see what's going on. At the same time, there are a lot of women that have taken that role, been the household manager, and get cheated on and left and not married and have devoted all of this time and effort and not worked on building themselves up. And then they get left and then you see them bitter on the Internet spewing <laughs> and showing old text messages. So I don't know. It's a toss up. You got to choose. You got to figure it out. Um, Ray Alexander also says, I'd marry for both love and business. Ideally, that's what you want. Someone that if that's what you're looking for, because this is the thing you are looking for balance in a relationship, whatever that looks like for you. If you are weak in one area, maybe your mate will be strong in that same area and you two will fit together and be able to support together. But I think that it is unrealistic to think that you should not take those things into dating to a certain degree, not wholly. Obviously we are, too focused in some areas on finance when we have the conversations about $200 dates and who should pay all of the bills or whatever. You got to get with someone who you like and what works for you. But I think that it is a fairy tale, unrealistic to not think about how finances and someone's job and that aspect of their life can impact your relationship. You know, your relationship who you choose to get involved with is one of the most important decisions that you're going to make. Are you guys on the same path? Do you want the same things? What does the future look like? Two, five, ten years down the line, where do you want to be and how do you want to get there? You have to ask those questions. It can't just be like we're lit and we look good on Instagram together, right? So I think that we all want to marry for love and we want a fairy tale, but I mean, love doesn't pay the bills. Love is not sustaining in all aspects of life. So those are just my thoughts. I'm not married. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> you know, it's just what I've seen, what I believe in. So listen, speaking of NFL players and smart choices, Marcellus Wiley, former NFL player, current NFL analyst. He married a smart woman. She is an anesthesiologist nurse, I believe. Her name is Anne Marie Wiley, and she is currently featured on the newest season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? She calls herself, this is her bio from the show, self-professed type A personality. That means she's a little bossy and likes to run things, right? She's always on the go. She's a fitness fanatic. And if she isn't hitting the gym at 5 a.m., she's making the rounds for school for drop-offs before heading to work as a registered nurse. They have, I believe, three children together. Um, she's Dutch and Nigerian. She was adopted after birth, raised outside of the United States. She was raised in Vancouver. She was a competitive athlete in track and baseball. 
She earned her nursing degree while she was in school. Um, she's an in-demand nurse anesthesiologist, and she works at various surgical centers throughout L.A. So as to the conversation we were having before, certainly a smart woman, right? Certainly an accomplished woman. Certainly a woman that has her own value. Not that all women don't have their own value, because we do. I'm talking about when you're looking for the the boxes to check the things that people say on the surface level make someone a good person or ideal, good job, former athlete, in shape, educated, you know, attractive woman, right? Well, on a recent episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she's a new cast member, she's new to this show. She's a black woman, because I know, you know, we, there's conversations about athletes and who they marry. She is a black woman. I said Nigerian and Dutch, but just wanted to be clear. And she revealed that Marcellus, who's been engaged several times, and he talks about, like, a lot of his, you know, he was quick to pop out a ring, quick to be in them streets, quick to do the thing. He shared with her the reason why he married her is because she was a strong eight, eight and a half. And he said that she was an eight or eight and a half in all areas. She wasn't necessarily the smartest woman, the prettiest woman, or had the best body, but she had high enough marks in all of those across the board, and that's rare in and of itself. So that made her a catch. So let's listen to her explain what Marcella said. Marcel, he always tells me that the reason he fell in love with me is because he's like, you're an eight and a half at everything. Libby, what shoes are you wearing today, baby? Uh, flats. You want your Crocs today? Yeah. He's like, you're not a 10 in looks. You're not a 10 as an athlete. You're not a 10 in brains. He's like, but you are a solid eight and a half at everything you do. And he's like, you know, not a lot of people can say that. So I want to know, is that like, would you be offended if your significant other was like, yeah, you're not the tops in every field, but you're pretty high up there, so that makes you good enough. Again, nobody thinks anybody's perfect, but it just kind of goes back to the conversation we had about Stephen A. the other day where he was like, get a seven, and eight thinks that they're too close to a nine and overvalues themselves. He said an eight might do, but a nine thinks they're too close to a 10, so they're going to expect 10 treatment. You know, he said a seven has room to grow and they'll be appreciative and they won't have been exposed to too much with the expectation of getting this royal treatment. They'll be appreciative of the things that are offered up, but still have some area where they can step up and grow into that um, 10-esque, I suppose, area. Is that a realistic way of looking at it or is it just mean? Is it just nitpicking? Is it subtly a way to kind of like, you know, put you in your place? I'm just asking. I don't know. I do not think that I would be enamored with a man saying to me, yeah, you're about an eight. You'll do. Don't don't frame it that way. Don't frame it as such. It's not about thinking that someone is perfection but I think that there is something called tact there is something in the way that you speak to your significant other and that to me again no judgment I do believe that 
I understand how he was saying it. However, it does come across as a little pretentious. It does come across a little bit as I, as the man, am the prize. And girl, you okay. I'm accepting you as is because, you know, across the board, it'll work. Your average is pretty high and we can upgrade you and update you. Andy? Who knows? She probably asked. Maybe. Sometimes, you know. Y'all could be very inquisitive. True, and true. And just curious. Well, what do you think I am, babe? Facts, like, maybe. You, you really want to know? You sure? That I mean, okay. Saying? That if, if she asked and she wanted to know that on her own, then, you know, hey. And I'm sure that they've been married for some time now. And they, like I said, beautiful family. Seem to have a really nice situation. Although, you know, I'm sure things are might be a little uncomfortable right now because... Marcellus was one of those individuals that was named in the final wave of the Sexual Assault Survivors Act in New York. So there was a case from when he attended Columbia University, Ivy League educated from Compton, right here in L.A., went to Santa Monica, excuse me, St. Monica's High School, as well as Westchester. So shout out to Marcellus. Um... I don't know. It's cool. I don't know if I would reveal that information, though, on a reality show. That's her choice, though. She's comfortable with it. <laughs> Andy? No, no. Okay. Kendi says, that just says more about Marcellus that he can't get a 10 off the bat. So instead, he goes for something lower in his own mind. I think Marcellus used to date some 10s. Listen, like I said, Marcellus has popped out rings for quite a few young ladies. Um, One of the women that he was engaged to was on, she ended up marrying another player. I think actually one of his teammates. That's another story. But um, I think on, I believe it was WAGS that used to come on E! Wives and Girlfriends of Sports Stars. She was very attractive woman. Very, very attractive. So I don't think it's that... I, I am not going to say, right, that a rich athlete can't get a 10 because they can. Like, let, I'm not even going to play like that. Their money is going to speak even when they don't have to. Even if he couldn't put together a conjugate and a verb, <laughs> there would be a 10 that would be like, it's okay, baby, I'll read for you. I will interpret that sentence for you. What do you need? So, now... But Marcellus is very smart. He went to an Ivy League school, so we'll say that. But, you know. And numbers are pretty much subjective, though. True. You know they are. To him, it might be an eight. But, you know, the the pick that i seen, I'm like, whoa. She's an attractive no, woman, she's attractive. yeah. Somebody might call her a dime. And I'll say this about men. I don't think we have a problem settling. Okay, we're going to get into that on the other side because I have questions now, Andy. I have questions for sure. And here's the thing, too. He could think she's a 10 and tell her she's an 8 and a, five, eight and a half because that keeps her in check, keeps her humble. Sometimes y'all do that. When we come forward, more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Howard Hewitt, Jeffrey Daniels, Jody Watley. Shout out to Jody Watley, Dorsey Don in the building. You know what? Shalomar better rock out. 
Welcome back in to RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Shout out to Andy as always because you know the playlist is fire. He keeps lit. Did I fade it too early? I mean, maybe a little bit, you know. <laughs> I wasn't going to put my voice in there okay. on that note. Okay. We have to let Howard Hewitt do that because you guys would be like, girl, are you okay? Sounding like a wounded cat. I will not. Listen, Butch, ha- Butch Hegwood in the chat says, no number short of 10 is going to make any woman or man feel great. And pretty girls are still problematic. But you're going to have to explain how pretty girls are problematic. I want to hear. I want to hear. And Andy, I don't know why you took those headphones off. Because I told you that I want to understand what you mean by men are okay with settling. Because I think exactly the opposite. I think men do not settle. And I'll tell you why after you tell me why you say men are okay with settling. I mean, where, where do you ever hear men talk about settling? You don't, because they don't. We we don't settle. I mean, like, we talk. Yeah, we, we strive for the best, but we are in a position, obviously, where stereotypically we're supposed to take care of the woman, right? Right. So, you know, if, if, if the woman is less than by societal standards, maybe meaning no job or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. right? we probably would still date that person because men's value and what men are looking for from women is not her financial lot in life. In theory, that is not, but they don't. Let me tell you why they don't speak on it. Because I feel like men, men will be like, Oh, she slept with her bonnet on and she passed gas when we were having sex. I can't be with her. I can't do that. Her left toe has a bunion on it. I'm going to find somebody better. I just think that men just naturally, the numbers say, the numbers say that men have more options. So I feel as though they can afford to have, you know, let's say two good women, right? Let's say they're, you know, of equal things or whatever, right? But maybe one has, let's say one has a little bit more money, but this one over here looks more to your liking, right? But this one has more money. A lot of men will pick the aesthetic value over the intrinsic value because I don't have to. I can find another girl with money. In theory, you know, or I could do both. I could ride it out or whatever. I just think that men, I'm not saying you never settle or that there's no compromise. I'm not implying as such. But I think men settle much less often than women do. Uh, Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, maybe. (sighs) You know, I'm still waiting for um, Butch to explain why pretty women are problematic. Brother Alfonso says ugly girls are problematic. Explain. (laughs) Explain. Because I really think, you know, looks are so subjective in general, right? So can you really say that one or the other is necessarily problematic? 
Isn't it just the individual traits of said individual? I want to know what makes ugly girls problematic or pretty girls problematic. How do you quantify that? I guess girls are just problematic, period. I mean, (laughs) you know, the opposite sex is going to be problematic on the right day, no matter who you're talking to, men and women. So we can be honest with that. Ray Alexander says, previous generations of men would marry down, but today's professional men marry women in their lane. MDs marry other MDs. All the professional men in my circle married women in their lane. And I believe that too. And I think a lot of that has to do with, and it goes back to meeting your mate while you're in college. Proximity. Proximity has a great deal to do with a lot of these things. And that is why, you know, this is a separate conversation, but you guys will understand how it relates and maybe a conversation we'll have at some point in time. But that is why some people, some women, some men, people accuse the um, women that get plastic surgery, BBLs, of trying to access a greater lifestyle via the surgery, that they're not getting it for themselves. They're getting it for the attention of men and a certain type of men. I did see that post today. (laughs) But what I will say about that, though, is that I agree to an extent because they're trying to reach a certain type of man. Not every woman. I don't think that. I think that some people just, you want to look different in your clothes. You want to have a boom, boom, pow, because you want to have a boom, boom, pow body, you know? Are there some, of course, there is an exception to every rule. We know that. So we can like knock that out as having to qualify our words before we go into that. I probably never will do that because I don't want my words to be misconstrued. But realistically, we know that there are people that, you know, fall on both sides of the spectrum. However, I think that if you were getting a BBL for male attention or a certain type of error, there's a certain type of man that is looking for the BBLs we're most familiar with. I'm not talking about like the athletic slim ones or whatever. I'm talking about when you got a boom, boom, pow. BBL, right? That 40-inch hip, 23-inch waist, and 38-inch bust line. Big booty problems are different. I personally don't want big booty problems. Do you know what I'm saying? I have a normal size butt for a normal size frame. When you're talking about BBL booties, that attracts a certain type of man and that is a certain type of attention and a certain type of problem that me, myself, I am not looking for. But, you know, shouts to those that do. No mad. <laughs> Never mad. No hate. It's just not for me. It works like that. Um, Brother Alfonso, it's just a joke, Jill. I know. Did I seem like I wasn't joking back? I'm being funny. Listen, again, looks are subjective. Right. And that that's the bottom line. A 10 to one person might be a two to somebody else. Have you ever heard of people that always say, you know, a woman that is a 10 in Idaho or, you know, buck cuddle, Nebraska is going to go to Miami or Houston or Atlanta or L.A., you know, and be a six. Right. And then they say an Atlanta 10 is a Houston seven. And a Houston 8 is an L.A. 6. You know what I mean? There's all types of things you can put into there. Ultimately, it's subjective. And it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. We know this. We're not taking it too seriously. I am having fun with it. I just want to know, like, do people really still like, oh, she's a 10. That seems so very 80s in our rating thing, you know? I think, she bad. I think people still do that, obviously, amongst their friends. But, like, 
it's all, you know, facetious. It's all just in fun, you know? Yeah. It's just something to do or whatever. I don't know. I don't, like, number ratings are tricky to me, though. Especially, too, with women like, you know, she could be a strong nine on a good day, fresh out the hair salon or whatever. Um, But let it be a couple weeks and the maintenance is off. Maybe not. Depends. And that's why I judge my scale based off of the natural. The natural look. I don't go off of... How I saw how I saw you at the club or whatever the case may be. I want to see how you look when you first wake up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? If I had the privilege, you know what I'm saying, to be able to see you in that regard. And that's how I base my my scale. I feel that because some of y'all, you know, when you don't have haircuts, you guys look different too. Man. And and the hat fishing epidemic, that's a real thing. The hat fishing? Yeah, you know, some guys they put on a hat. And they oh, have the it at the right angle, and oh, then they take it off, and it's not the same look. It's not the same effect, <laughs> you know? I mean, we've seen the guys out here getting the fake beards. Do you know? You know? You're getting into your maintenance routines and your upkeep, too. And I say, go for it. You, as men, should be able to enhance yourselves and take advantage of those things if it makes you feel better as well. But we want that same honesty, that same energy that you demanded all those years from the wig wearing and weave wearing homegirls and all the mess you talked about, the makeup and all of that stuff. We want that same honest energy. I'm going to keep the energy for sure because I have seen some of these videos with dudes and and the fake beards and I'm over here like shocked. They're literally using uh, like women hair. Weave hair, yeah. Weave hair and I'm over here like what? is going on here like is it that serious just just come home come home with it but i think i mean it is for some people you want to look good feel good as dion would say i think that's a real thing he's one of them too listen dion talked about getting botox years ago he said he got his (laughs) he did it was about four or five years ago he was like listen we're gonna clean it up here we're gonna get this botox going on and i'm gonna look great i'm gonna look amazing with two toes Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm joking. I love Dion. He jokes about it. He said he's in the transfer portal, ladies. (laughs) So, you know, go get him. Go get him. He's out there and he's available. But he talked openly about it and he said men should step into their feeling their best self, too. And I am all for it as well. Do what makes you feel better. Know the health risk, but don't be tricking people. Let them know. What did he say back in the day? What did he say? I want to preserve my sexy. Yeah. What was the name of that product? Um, nothing. He was just talking about in general. I could have sworn he was a spokesperson for some skin product. Was it? He yeah. might have been. He might have been. Preserve my sexy. This guy. Listen, that's a really valuable thing, especially in 2023, because think about it. They what did they used to say? Thirty is the new twenty, right? That was in the song. 40s is the new 20 now. You know, you can preserve yourself. You can look good long into your golden years. What Angela Bassett's doing isn't really, I mean, okay. No, what I'm saying is I know that beauty products are expensive. I'm not saying Angela had any surgery or fillers like that, but I know like fillers and that stuff cost money. But realistically, there are things that you can do as a regular person in your everyday life that will improve not only your health, but your physical outlook. You don't have to look old and dried up at 50. You don't. You can be young, fresh, and spry. Do you know what I'm saying? And still age appropriate. So 
Shout out to that. Um, forensic account says marry a woman who can chop wood. You want somebody that's doing physical labor, and I'm not trying to hear it. When we come forward, we're going to have more trending topics and headlines. You're locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. So we've been talking a little bit about, you know, the financial differences in dating and what men want or looking for versus women as far as relationships and stability and what works. Ray Alexander says, a woman's level of education and social economic status matter in dating and marriage. People tend to marry other people with similar education levels, socioeconomic classes, etc., you are absolutely right. Now, watch me tie this back to some conversations that we've had over the recent weeks. However, with black women entering college at a higher clip than black men, what that realistically means is that some of these black women, there's not going to be the black man that is equally yoked, that is her equal, that is there waiting and available to her. So she's going to have to make some decisions. She's going to either have to date a man that doesn't equal the education level, but may equal, you know, the finances, right? We know plumbers make over six figures in some areas, things of that nature, right? For example, maybe bus drivers. We know UPS it almost pays 100000 a year now. I think they said the average salary could be just over $100,000. So that's one option. Marry significantly older, right? Or marry significantly younger. But that equal, that counterpart that they come across in college, let's say maybe they were really focused on their grades and wanted to make it out. They had a family that supported. They came from humble beginnings. And so relationships wasn't something that they were focused on. Well, they might have just missed out on their greatest opportunity. That's what the numbers say. And to your point, that is what you're talking about. Because that's when you have the most opportunity to meet that individual and you guys are at the same level working towards a common goal of stepping it up. It's something. It's Ebony K. Williams took a lot of flack when she said that if women want to get married, the best time, the best way to focus on that is during college. And it's true. You're there with someone who is in the same educational field as you, perhaps, or at least in that cycle of it. You guys will both be starting out your careers. So the opportunity to grow at a similar rate is there. But it's not a reality for everyone, especially when you're thinking of black women, because the numbers just do not support that. So, you know, we will see. So this is a little change of pace, but we talked about Nicki Minaj last night that Pink Friday 2 debuted at number two. We also talked about her place among the other female hip-hop artists and their ranking as far as their debut albums dropping. But Nikki also has blasted Billboard. She's accused them of sabotaging her record sales numbers with their new chart rules. So in January 22, Billboard announced that only a single digital download 
per customer would count as a sale. Previously, up to four purchases per customer were included in the totals. So many albums, those that sold for as long as $3.49 were also excluded. She said that Billboard reached out to her to say that they were going to take away sales from her for telling um, her the Barb's about the 100 Barb's contest. She deleted the tweet. It was put up on December 14th. She also took a shot at Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion for their 2020 WAP partnership that utilized Twitter and Cash App to promote it. She said 2,000 women won $500 each totaling $1 million by tweeting WAP Party in support of the song and conversations regarding women's empowerment. So Nikki feels that the new changes they're blocking. She um, mixed the outrage over her contest, of course, with an opportunity to try and take some shot at some women she's not exactly cool with. She said, you can give out millions in cash app money, though laughing out loud so barbs me asking you to show proof of something that was already delivered or purchased is against the rules so please disregard apologies then her second tweet was threatening me like what you don't scare me take away all the sales y'all want i've never not ended up feeling sorry for my enemies read that line again god is in control so um you know, Nikki's beefing with everybody, but I guess they're trying to get some control of things. They also had to get control of those. Um, I think it was Travis Scott that was big on doing them with the bundle deals where you get a T-shirt or shoes or something with purchase and whatever. So um, I still think, and I will say this again, music artists, you guys need to discuss getting a union or something together because um, the money dissipating. 360 deals, hardcore. The only way you can really get to it is traveling and, I mean, traveling, touring and these other things. And, you know, that's how we get the not passionate involved in music because it's all a hustle. When we come forward, we're going to get into Rihanna. She did drop a couple of hints about the new album and what her fashion icks are. I thought that was pretty funny. We got a Dwight Howard update and an update about the Jeffrey Epstein names that are being released. All of that and more on the other side. You are locked in to RSVP with Joe Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. 